Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Been grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we have Miss Danielle Wright with us, Danny Wright. A great lady, been blessed to achieve some pretty neat things. And I'm so thankful to have her on this episode of the Success Chronicles. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Well, talk to us about your life story. Wow. Um. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, I think I have had a very um, fulfilling life. Um, even at the age of 37, I feel like my parents exposed us to a lot of things, for lack of better terms, um, as my brother and I, it's just the two of us. And we grew up traveling the world. Well, really, not, not necessarily the world, but we traveled a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we went to almost, visited almost every state in the continental U.S. well before my adult life. And so um, being able to experience those things when I got to high school and it was time to apply for college, I had no fear of leaving the nest. Um, I was excited <laughs> to leave yeah. the nest. Yeah. And so I think that that really helps me experience things um, in college where, you know, I really didn't come home. <laughs> I did not. Um, I, I wasn't concerned with some of the things in college that maybe some of my peers who stayed closer to home mm. were. I was ready to go. Um, I had no desire to, I grew up in Ohio in a small town called Hudson. I had no, I, I had no desire to stay anywhere near Ohio. And I um, went to the best HBCU in the land in Hampton University. Mm. <laughs> Pirate pride. And so I enjoyed my years at my home by the sea. And I think my experience at Hampton really helped propel me into where I am now. I had four amazing mentors when I was at Hampton. Um, my experience working as a student assistant in sports information um, really launched me into a career in that field. And I began to go through some health issues. Um, well, I had health issues pretty much all my life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but as my career, my health issues got worse. Um, and it also impacted my mental stability, which a lot of us don't talk about, but I talk about in my new book. We'll talk about at the end of the Uh-oh. show. Uh-oh. <laughs> you got some products. We got to push. We got products. <laughs> um, but it really impacted me and, uh, not just physically, but emotionally, and it impacted my mental health deeply. Mm. And what I found myself doing was not being happy anywhere I was. I had a career I loved, I was around people that I loved, and I just was not happy. Um, And so I changed careers. I went into um, student life and student affairs, and worked in residential life after leaving the University of Cincinnati. Um, But then I lost my job in residential life. And I was at this crossroads of, I've got all this experience and I have no idea where I'm gonna go. Mm. It took me almost a year to get back into the groove. Um, And so I went back into communications But the job that I went and I moved home, Um, I actually moved to Chicago for almost a year with my brother and his family. And then I got the job back in Ohio. And at that point, I was reluctant, reluctant to move back home, but it was still in the field, in a field that I loved. And it was going to combine a lot of my different skill sets. Um, I got that job. I stayed for a year. And. Um, left there because I had an opportunity to do a little more, um, a little more work with students in residential life while still maintaining a role in communications. <laughs> mm. So I transitioned away from that school, and then I've been at my current school for five years. But when I lost my job at um, Kentucky State in residential life. I had a mentor tell me, I'm going to give you $125. You can either buy a new battery for your laptop or you can purchase your LLC registration. And I was like, I'm going to get the laptop because, you know, if I don't, then I won't be able to work anyway. So let me go get this laptop battery. And I don't know what kept me from doing it. Um, getting the laptop battery. It was like a week later, and he was like, did you make your decision yet? And I was like, I think I'm going to go with the back laptop battery. And he just looked at me. And I was like, well, you said you were going to give me $125 to do either or, so I'm giving you my either. Hmm. And so he was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, but you gave me a choice. And he said... So we kind of had this back and forth, and it literally took me another two months to make my decision. Two months. And so in February 2014, I launched Right Relations LLC. I took the $125, and I got my LLC instead of my laptop battery. (laughs) Um, And it's been on and popping ever since. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. You know, um, it's a it's a great thing when we can take our life experiences and use those and help others. 
Absolutely. You've been very fortunate in your life to be around people who were not only to learn from, like you said, with amazing mentors, but to take those things that you've learned and use those with students and uh, people and, you know, uh, help share the things that you've learned. I think that's when it puts us in a place where we are in, where we are in alignment with our assignment when we can do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, what are three things you accomplished in your life that you're proud of? I would say the biggest thing right now is, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go backward here because yeah. uh, it, it right now is the book. Um, the book being a, being a published author right now. So I just found out from my publisher that the book is officially, officially ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so I am extremely excited about that. So having had the experience of writing that book. Um, so that's number one is uh, being an author, a published author. And I think leading up to that, the, the thing that I'm most um, proud about accomplishing is um, I would say overcoming the adversity I faced to even write the book. Mm. Um, I faced a lot of health challenges. Um, there were times where I was like, I can't even get up and go to work. Yeah. I can't. There are certain things that I just could not get myself to do because I was so sick and in so much pain. But I, I definitely feel that. I feel stronger because I didn't give up. And I know that sounds maybe a little pretentious. It may sound a little cocky or arrogant, but um, not giving up, I'm proud of. Because there were a lot of times where I wanted to give up. And I wanted to throw in the towel and be like, this is too too much pain for me physically. And all of that physical pain was causing emotional and mental pain that I was not prepared for. And I was sick as a dog in multiple ways. Yeah. And I wanted to give up. And so I'm proud of myself for not giving up <laughs> and, yeah. and for keep going because I, I think that it really um, showed me the strength that I have, the strength that God gives me and that I always, I think I always misinterpreted this scripture that I can do, um, what is it? Uh, All things through Christ is strengthening me. Well, not just that, but mm-hmm. uh, God will never put more on you than you yeah. can. And I, I think that we got that scripture wrong. I, I think that God does put more on us than we can bear on mm-hmm. our own. But I think that scripture is saying he's never going to put more on us than we can bear when we when we rely on him and so once i learned to rely on him and um, once i learned that my strength to overcome obstacles that i can't face on my own um he's carrying me through those obstacles and over those hurdles my perspective on life changed and i i was able to keep going and not give up Man, I got to hit you with the three amens on that. Amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. It's it's awesome. Um, we can <laughs> we can lean on that faith and 
really just, you know, do our part. Yeah. You know, and, and, and really feel that we're doing our part so right. that the big man can take care of us. It's true. I mean, I think there's a lot to say for anyone that has a chronic illness or um, any sort of mental health challenge and simple um, or simple that, you know, that that maybe is not um, as as in our face as something like, you know, um, bipolar disorder or um, schizophrenia or something like that where like, you walk around and you see people that are talking to themselves or or whatever, and you can immediately tell that there's something wrong. But what about the people like me who you are can. able to put on a mask yeah. and to walk around with a smile and laugh and be cheery and then go home at night and cry their eyes out, cry themselves to sleep and not know why? Mm-hmm. What about those people that you can't look at them and tell that there's something wrong? Um, I think one of the most courageous things that we can do as people is be be vulnerable and share our experiences and share what's going on and admit that we're unhealthy, admit that we need help and admit that we're not okay. And I, I say this in my book, I say it all the time. I say it to people that reach out to me. I say it to people that I interact with, it's okay to not be okay. And it's even more okay to need help. And beyond that, it's even more okay to go and get the help that you need. And, and you know, I just feel like we just have to stop suffering in silence. Yeah. Um, we need to find that one person that's willing to, um, you know, really stick by our side and, and help us and, and, and could be just encouraging us to go go seek therapy or go yeah. get therapy or sending us a therapist to go see. Um, I had to call my parents and I was like, I, there's something wrong. Like, I don't, I, no. <laughs> yeah. I think too, that's the first step with anything you have to look within and, uh, you know, you know, search within yourself to to help yourself heal and then when you do that you're so happy that you've done it just like you said yeah well, let's let's hit on success what is your definition of success <laughs> my definition of success i think is um for me is living in my purpose mm-hmm. it's not about money it's not about and now don't get me wrong i like to make money <laughs> But I think when you live in your purpose, all things are taken care of. And you don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about clothes and food and who's going to help you, who's going to support you, who's going to do this and who's going to do that. When you live in your purpose, that stuff comes naturally. That stuff is taken care of. Nothing to worry about. And so for me, success means living in my pers- purpose, um, doing what I'm called to do. And I think that as we grow and as we um, mature, and develop personally and professionally and spiritually, sometimes success looks different at those different stages. So success when I'm 18 is going to be graduating high school with honors. Success when I'm 22 is going to be graduating from college with departmental honors and university honors and getting an internship that I want. 
success after that may be going to grad school and then graduating from grad grad so there are levels to success and it looks different at each stage of our life and my success is not going to look like yours it's personal it's very personal and if you try to compare your success to someone else's you're going to fail because you're an original and i think sometimes um, when when I was growing up, um, and when I first launched Right Relations, I was trying to be a copy of an original rather than being the blueprint for myself. Um, and I think that as we, as and I tell my clients this when I talk to them about branding, is that you are the blueprint. Don't get out here and try to act like anybody else. Don't try to be like anybody else because that makes you a fraud. And frauds get arrested, they get charged, they get thrown in jail, <laughs> their reputations are ruined, their lives can be ruined, and it takes a long time to recover from being fraudulent. But when you're an original, when you're an original, when you are the blueprint for what you're doing, no one, your people can come along and they can try to copy you, but you yourself, you don't have to worry about any of that because you are doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You are the blueprint for your calling. <laughs> it's your calling. It's your life. And so success is being yourself and owning, owning that and, and owning the responsibility that comes with you being the blueprint for your own life. Man, I love that analogy. That's a great one. The, you are the blueprint and you are creating something, you know, kind of, I like to say, you know, you're a one of one, you know, God made us all, you know, a one of one, <laughs> you know, and there's nobody else like you. And so, I mean, you know, you just have to do your thing and, and enjoy being uh, that blueprint, you know, if you will, and living and learning you know, along the way. Well, I love to uh, have you, you know, you're involved in some pretty neat things. You, know, you talked about the book, uh, hadn't hit on your courses or your YouTube or anything like that, but uh, but you're involved in some really neat things. And I want to give you opportunity to kind of talk about those so that people can uh, support you with that and uh, show you some love. <laughs> um, so, yes, my book comes out and I don't know if I'm able to share a screen. Can I share the screen share here? Uh, I don't know if I've ever done that. We can... Let me see if I can pull it. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. But um, I think because I don't have the hard copy on hand yet, but I do have um, the actual book cover that I would love to, to share, if that's okay. Yeah. and Or, you know, either you can send it to me and when we promote, you know, everything, we can make sure we put it out there. Uh, that way. So the book is called Power My Pain, The Keys to Convert the Pain of Chronic Illness and Infertility into Personal Power. And it is literally my story. Mm. A personal account of dealing with um, infertility. Um, I found out a few years ago that I was um, more than likely not going to be able to have kids um, just because I had um, masses growing all 
over my reproductive system in one mass that was actually um, hindering um, it. It would have made it very difficult for me to not only conceive, but to carry to full term. Mm. And I was like, wait, what, what, what you mean? <laughs> that was, you know, I knew that I had health issues, um, but I didn't know that that would ever be something that I would have to deal with because my mind, I, it was a dream of mine and I couldn't imagine um, God taking it away. Um, and I really had to change my mindset even on that because I don't think that God sits around and cherry picks and says, oh, I'm going to remove this from you now. Let's remove this from you and I'm going to take this from you and that from you. Like, I don't think that that's the kind of God we serve. And I think that when we view him as a God who um, takes from us, um, it diminishes and uh, it really cancels out his his role as a loving father. And the loving mm. father is not one that sits around and punishes his kids for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that once I um, was able to um, change my perspective on that, it changed how I viewed God. Um, so I feel that a lot of the experiences I had were um, really, they were difficult, but they taught me a lot. They taught, mm. me, they taught me how to balance better. They taught me how to say no to certain things because I wasn't healthy enough to say yes. Um, and there were times where I said yes anyway, and it really hurt my business. Um, so learning that everything, everything flows together. Um, and so in writing this book, I really wanted to talk about how these life experiences impacted everything around me and how I had to change my perspective. And I used faith, focus, forward, and um, finishing. Um, having the faith that you can make the best decision for yourself, having the faith that God will never leave your side. Um, focusing on my own health, focusing on things to make me healthy, focusing on my relationship with God. Um, um, what did I say? Faith, <laughs> faith, focus. Um, oh my gosh. Finishing. Finish. Yeah. There are four, there are four F's and I'm drawing a blank. That's so terrible. I think I need to drink more coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I really, believe that um and i'm sorry my screen just went blank can you guys 
Can you still see me? Yeah, I can still see you. Mm-hmm. This is bizarre. Okay, I'm sorry. I think I, um, I think, okay, I'm sorry. No worries, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I can see you now. But, yeah. Um, but I talk about the ways that, you know, I really learned to live confidently and shamelessly and victoriously by um, becoming my greatest advocate, um, really seeing my healing differently, um, admitting that there were times where I wanted to give up, like I talked about before. Um, I had to stop talking about my problems and speak about solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, developing the mindset of faith, focus, forward, and then finish. Mm-hmm. The four Fs, faith, focus, forward, finish. Um, and, and forward is really moving forward with doing what's best for you. Um, moving forward beyond what people say you should do and not focusing on what so-and-so was doing or what so-and-so did. Um, or even there were times where I was focused on, you know, people telling me, oh, well, that's God doesn't want you to do that yet. Or God doesn't want that for you. He have faith. Don't have that hysterectomy. I don't think that that's what God wants. But they were speaking from a place where they had no idea what was really going on with me. Mm-hmm. So to give me advice about something that you're not 100% clear on um, even impacted me negatively because I began to question God. And so I think sometimes we have to get out of our own heads, but we also have to allow, um, not allow other people to get in our heads by um, contradicting what God is telling us and God is pricking our spirit to do because healing for you looks different than healing for me. Yeah. And so once I began to focus on what healing looked like for me, my life changed. So um, this is the book cover. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if y'all can see this. Is it showing up? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is it. <laughs> it's powering my pain. Um, it is uh, well, good deal. I really want to. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, and um, I want to just say thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. I wish you continued success. Thank you. Uh, and everything that you have going on and um you know uh you know encourage the audience to you know, go check you know out the products the book youtube channel everything that she has going on and uh, again i want to say i wish you continued success in everything that you have going on thank you so much all right go get it <laughs>